What's up, y'all? You're listening to The Goat Rodeo, a podcast about how to do life, family, travel, and small business all on your own terms. Let's get to it. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Goat Rodeo Podcast. On today's episode, we are hanging out with Alicia Waldner and Zach Gresham of Adventure Marketing. They're a Tampa-based creative firm that specializes in driving growth and creating next-level content for service-based businesses. Alicia and Zach have grown their business exceptionally quick, and within their first calendar year, they've gone from a two-person team to a staff of seven. And really, by the sound of it, this is only the beginning for them. So make sure you stick around. There's a lot of great content in this episode, and you know, especially if you are in that growth mindset, this is a really good one for you. Let's get into it. Hey. Hey, we're back. Can you hear us? Hey, what's going on, boys? What's cracking? This looks a little, uh, little messy over here. What's up? What's up? The lighting. Are we really blurry to you guys right now? Yes. Damn it. Back. Too much backlight. Sunny Florida. I know. Life problems. I'm we can Alicia, move. Literally, Hi, just turn around or like turn three quarters around. It'd be perfect. Nice to meet you. I can't hear you anymore. That's fancy. Is that better? Oh, yeah. What the hell is that? What is going on with this freaking lighting? Bro? Oh, that's better. There we go. A little yeah. Bit. Yeah. I think you have to breathe on it first. Like, <sighs> <laughs> we need the professional setup like you guys. Yeah. yeah super not, pro. Not, not so. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. No, they do. It's super professional. <laughs> <laughs> super professional. This mic was way expensive. This little, look at this. We got this like radio thing. Oh my god! Oh my god, that looks so. Looking cool. like something from Star Wars out here. I know, right? <laughs> I got the Death uh, you Star. You have the. You're the, I have the. I have the good one. He's got the evil one. That makes sense. <laughs> yep. There it is. So, <clears throat> thanks. <clears throat> yeah, you guys got audio gum going through. Yeah, let me get a. Uh, We're about to. It was Sorry. up a second ago. All good. I'm gonna do product placement. All right, we're good on mine conveniently drinking my udf coffee i'm just trying to close out of everything i'm trying to get a udf sponsorship are you guys in boston right now um i am well outside of boston but chad is in ohio yeah i'm nowhere nowhere near boston (laughs) yeah is it just in just in my just in my heart what part of ohio uh, just east of Columbus. We're so Newark, Granville area. I'm like 30 uh, minutes east of Columbus. Okay. I've gone to Columbus twice and Cincinnati once. Good How job. It? <laughs> yeah, a it's a great time. town. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, it, I tell people that haven't been here before or haven't been here much. It's like Chicago without any traffic. Yeah. I mean, we have like a, as solid as a fashion scene um, as Chicago minus like LA and New York. It's one of the, one of the prime areas that people go to study and do fashion, like fashion photography, fashion design, like one of the uh, Les Wexner, the guy who owns express and used to own Abercrombie and mm-hmm. uh, he's lives like 15 minutes from my house. 
No oh, way. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. That's really cool. I just saw the other day that dude is worth like $7 billion. I was like, that's unreal. You should go uh, hang out with him. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, so here's a huge, like, this is like the craziest compliment I've ever heard. Uh, my couple that was in Friday said that he does construction and stuff. And he was like, I was, so we were in Les Wexner's house uh, like a month ago for this get together. And he's like, we're walking down the hallways and the people who do like the Abercrombie catalogs do their family photos. And he's like, ours are just as good, if not better. And I was like, could you tell less about that? <laughs> I'd like to meet him. Get your, get your spot in that, uh, that yeah. million, billion dollar pot right there. I wouldn't mind shooting Abercrombie catalogs. I'd be all right with that. Absolutely. Okay, naked dude, lay on a horse. I was gonna say a couple naked <laughs> fifteen-year-old kids. Yeah. Do they still do it like that? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I haven't. I honest to God have not been in an Abercrombie store in the better part of a decade. I think I've been yeah. in one in my life, like one time. You seem like you've shopped there a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he's the one outside with the with the, the twelve pack. <laughs> <laughs> the one pack. The one pack. <laughs> the single pack. <clears throat> Uh, All right. So you're Jamie's brother. I am. I'm, sorry. I'm proud to be know about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, sadly I learned all of my, my bad habits from him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. He's like, he tried, to, <laughs> he tried to rebut it and then he was like, nah, it's <laughs> no, I was contemplating, <laughs> I was contemplating telling a story, but then I thought better of it because this is recorded our mom at some point maybe listened to this and, <laughs> and honestly, I think, stories. I think the story, it might be worth it. No, no, it won't be. I don't know what story <laughs> you're talking about, but I hope it's not. <clears throat> when we crazy. went, when we were going to go fishing one morning, early morning. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, good tease. Now that we don't, we have to tell it off the air. Cause all right, well, yeah. we can cut it. I got arrested in front of my brother. <laughs> your mom doesn't know you got arrested that's no. not that big of a deal really that's not the story i was thinking my about. mom had to bail me out what else had what else happened uh, what's worse i don't know that? but I, did, I was not expecting that one me being handcuffed in the back of a cop car and you're sitting there like well i guess we're not fishing <laughs> <laughs> i'm just illegally like, so driving the car at home or <laughs> Thank, thankfully we met there <laughs> yeah, that's true <laughs> That was that was a long time ago. Wow! I had like weed in my pocket, and of course, I was. But yeah, it was all nothing. Of course, like now it's nothing. So it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. Yeah, when I was younger, it was like, "Do you smell marijuana?" And now it's like, "Hey, you got any marijuana? (laughs) (laughs) Like, did you buy it at the store, or like, what what flavor do you have? Like, you have some? Yeah. I remember the I remember the cop was like trying to disappoint me and being like. Oh, you'd probably like to have this back, wouldn't you? But we're gonna keep it. And I was like, "Okay, asshole. Uh, like, you're like, tell me if it's good. No, no <laughs> shit, you're gonna take it. Like, that's good stuff. I should have asked them afterwards. Like, yo, can I get that back? <laughs> you should email. You should email the uh, whatever. Were we in Milford or was that Westboro? That was Westboro. Yeah. You should email them now and be like, hey, remember, remember that stuff you took me a couple years back? <laughs> How <laughs> was it? Look it up. <laughs> probably dry now anyways so anyways thank, we thank have you guys we have for business to do <laughs> well we have a few of these calls lined up today yeah, so back to back to back um chad we need a good solid intro like a good welcome if you want to do that and then we'll just dive in welcome 
Was that good? <laughs> that was it. That was, that was it. it. That's all you get. Well, thanks for guys. Uh, thanks for guys. Thanks for guys. Thanks you guys for being on. Uh, we really appreciate you taking time out. Um, I know that you have a little bit of a more compulsion than maybe some people do because you're related to Jamie, but um, we appreciate you guys taking time out, uh, telling us a little bit about your your journey and what you're doing and uh, what you're excited about. So let's dig right in. Yeah, awesome. we're excited. Why don't we get started? Why don't you guys introduce yourselves and just say who you are and what your company is, um, and then we can start digging into it a little bit further down the road. Sure. Yeah. So, well, my name is Alicia Waldner, um, and we, and with Zach Gresham here, and we own Adventure Marketing, which is a full-service digital marketing company based out in Tampa, Florida. And we actually technically just hit a year in this month, so it's extremely exciting. Super cool. Um, started off on the small-scale thing. Zach and I were working together kind of really informally for about like two years per se. Um, I started doing freelance marketing in the area on my own and he was working up his freelance photography and we were kind of just going hand in hand. I focus more on the website design and SEO part of things where he's more on the creative side. So it kind of worked when I needed to build a website, he fed in the photos to kind of help and it's kind of where we started. Then we realized um, we were expanding on the video aspect of things, social media. We're like, we need to kind of form this into something more official. So that's where we kind of drew in adventure marketing and um, like I said, it's been a year. We've been growing every single month, and we're very thankful to have created such an amazing name here in Tampa. And we have a great network, and we're just going to keep on growing. Awesome. Pretty much hit that one on the head. That was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Did have say anything. That's why she's here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What she said. Exactly. All right. Yeah. So you're and you're Zach. So yeah. I'm Zach. Yep. I. Uh, related to Jamie thank you for having us on the uh, the podcast this is exciting um, definitely I know you guys are gonna kill this because I mean with all other ventures that you've been involved in it's been uh, pretty successful so um, it's exciting to be here and kind of talk about how we've kind of come to have our own first venture as well so yeah awesome. how'd you guys come into contact with each other so we actually went to college together um, we both attended the University of Tampa um, spent four years there uh, both graduated with marketing degrees and then uh, I think we actually met, uh, it was something photo shoot related or something like that. Um, on the way to a photo shoot, we were talking and uh, realized that kind of we had the perfect complementary partnership, um, whereas she does more of the technical side of things and I do more of the creative social media photo video type of marketing. And um, obviously realized that a lot of the marketing companies out there do one service and they do it really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but then a company that outsources to that one company also might have to outsource to five or six other companies to complete the whole spectrum. Um, right. So if they're building a website, for example, obviously you need creative photography. You might want a graphic video. Um, you might need professional headshots for your company. You might want to have a social media account that's linked to that website as well. So um, we felt that a lot of these companies would, would experience these pains because they have five or six different points of contact for a single project, mm-hmm. um, whether it be a website or, or what it may be. But um, we felt that having everything as almost a one-stop shop makes it a lot easier, uh, makes the process a lot more streamlined and kind of allows uh, a little bit more of a cohesive nature with the client, um, much more hands-on, in-depth. Um, so it, it, we feel the experience is definitely a little bit elevated um, yeah. with our, our style of business. Yeah, so, so it seems like a lot of people are like more like general contractors when it comes to that stuff. It's like they're not actually building a house, they're just like taking care of all the details and subbing everything else out. Of course, like they do, you have like the plumber, you have the electrician, you have, you know what I mean, right. whatever it is, but we kind of, we kind of serve as the, the full purpose um, marketing agency. Cool. 
one thing I find interesting is that usually creatives try to venture out on their own, uh, whether they're a designer, photographer, videographer, whatever. Um, but you guys saw that you have these commonalities and you're trying to reach the same goal and you decided to come mm -hmm. together right from the get go. Mm -hmm. Um, which is really unique. Uh, do you, do you think that's something that's helped you grow so rapidly? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think it, as far as, I mean, you can probably go into that a little bit more. Well, yeah, I mean, we like, I, like I said before, like I couldn't do my job so well if it wasn't for his creative, you know, elements that he has with a photo and video. I mean, video, as we know, is huge, and especially for websites or anything. And when I'm making a website, it's, a, it's great to say and have a sell a client on it when we can develop the video for them and it's very high end. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's really unique. And like you said, because a lot of creatives do go on their own. And I was actually extremely shocked when we were first talking, because I was like, you know, you could be a travel photographer and go around, go around the world. And he didn't want to do that. And so, yeah. And I think also, yeah, tough life, right? <laughs> Somebody has to pay the bills. <laughs> um, but no, I think that the, the other benefit of, of having the partnership is, is the network. And it's the ability oh, to yeah. sell things from two points of view as well. Because mm -hmm. um, I mean, sometimes it depends on the service we're selling, but sometimes Alicia is better at selling that service. And sometimes it's better on my end. And um, <clears throat> we're both very well connected in Tampa. Um, we're luckily got involved with some of the larger uh, businesses and up and coming businesses in Tampa. So that's helped us a lot as far as our name and, and kind of having our name out there whenever these companies advertise our services that we've done for them, which has been inc incredibly helpful. Um, but I, I'd say the network next to the services that we provide is probably the best asset that we have. Um, it's just, I mean, we wouldn't have half the clients that we have now without Alicia and, and vice versa. So, um, that's been the other, uh, benefiting factor at least. Mm. So you, you mentioned you were well connected, like you were both really well connected. Um, can you just tell me a little bit about what did you do to get connected or like, how did you guys establish your network? Yeah. So for me, maybe a little bit different than him. I literally talked to everybody and I realized like how beneficial that was over the past like four years. You talk um, to everyone, like just like as a person, just as a person. Yeah. And that's literally, and I mean, I'll tell them a little bit about, you know, myself and get to know them. And then, you know, two years down the road or maybe even a month down the road, they end up calling me, um, a big network believe it or not. And how I've got my name is, uh, the gym that I go to is very well connected and a lot of richer people go there with really established businesses. And, yeah. um, that is, that has helped me tremendously along so with, um, how do you, how do you talk to people at the gym? <laughs> uh, well, people, a lot hey, needs some help over there. <laughs> hey, can I help you with that? Can I shoot a video of you? Is that weird? Uh, apparently, I guess I've learned that I'm a little approachable because I get like crazy people coming up to me all the time. But um, I'm thankful for it because, like I said, I mean, every, every, almost every person I've, that I've met through the gym uh, has returned some type of um, network or they know someone that knows someone. Um, yeah. it's, it's literally been unreal. Um, for example, I was just at an event last night to a guy that's a little bit older, or excuse me, last Friday, who's a little bit older that I've spoken to, you know, here and there, and I haven't seen him in a while. And I saw him at this big um, networking event, and he's the chief marketing officer of a huge recruiting company here. And um, now we have a meeting with him next year, or next, excuse me, next Monday. Um, but this year, they, I mean, their revenue is insane. They're huge. So um, just little stuff like that, that really just has been moving the needle for us. I think going off of that is just, it's finding opportunity in every single conversation that you have. Yeah. Um, whether it's pitching your business or finding out more about someone else's business or what they're trying to start, you know what I mean? Really digging down to where there could be an opportunity, even though there might not always be. And like you said, 
that opportunity might come right away. You might yeah. be able to get a meeting with someone in their company or them right away, or they have your business card and they're building a website or they're, you know what I mean? Rolling out a whole new marketing plan come 2019 and they need a new company to work with. So, um, it's been, I, I think that's the, the biggest value driver is just really finding any value you can in any conversation. Cause that's what's helped us so much. Yeah. I think that's, what's key. It, what you said there at the end is just providing value. Um, whether it's your services or someone else's services or just being there to hear someone else out, you know, Absolutely. whatever they're going through or whatever they're dealing with. I think that providing value to someone is what allows you to build that rapport right from the start. Mm-hmm. And then, when, get and I was going to say, even just that assumption that there is value there before you start talking to them probably guides your conversation in a totally different direction. Oh, Rather absolutely. than like talking to someone and seeing if they're interesting or like seeing if they're like got something to add is like, it, it almost like encourages the things that they may not realize are valuable out of them. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And even if it's not, even if it's not getting a paid service out of it, I mean, yeah. they have something that you find that you might be able to just say, Hey, if you did it this way, it might be a little bit more effective or, you know what I mean? If you utilize this platform for your social media ads, it might be a better return on your, on your investment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I think that's, that's definitely one of the key things that we've, we've found that has worked really well for us. When, and I think that's a, I think that's something that Gary V talks about a lot is this idea that exactly. there aren't any secrets, right? There's no secrets and there's nothing better that you can do with your time and contact with people than establish the fact that you know what you're talking about. Cause like they may right. take what you use and give them for free. They may take that tip and like do something for free. And then they get to the next point and they're like, I don't know what to do. Hey, there's this dude that gave me this advice worked really well. I'm going to go to him and now they're a paying client or, you know, whatever it, but that continuation of just assuming that what you do is valuable and what they, what they need or what they have to offer is valuable as well as I think is a huge, of course. Um, but I, I was, I was going to ask you, like, I know networking is really easy for me. It's real natural. It just kind of happens that I like I'm talking to people. Um, what are some of the things that you have found or some situations you guys have found yourself like in the gym? Cause I know that's probably a, a very common thing that people go to the gym or people go to like a, a breakfast facility, like, but not everybody, I don't think everybody has that opportunity or that ability to just be like, Oh, I'm just going to talk to people. Like what are some of the situations at your gym that you find yourself able to talk to people or that where conversations start? Yeah. I mean, as for me, I, if I see someone like, you know, they're wearing something that I like, or they're doing like a certain movement that I like, like, I'll ask them about it. Like, I'm, I'm very, Could you demonstrate like, one open. of those movements. <laughs> <laughs> not right now. Probably not a good idea. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, like I, these ones I mean, just I, like I, sitting in the corner. <laughs> the guns. Yeah. Um, if I see someone like wanting to take a picture, like, I mean, I'll ask like, Hey, do you want, do you want me to take that for you? Like, I like, kind of like adding value to them first. Um, and then, I said, people will come up to me and say something and start a conversation. Oh, I've seen you here. I saw you on Instagram. You have a business. That's happened a lot of times too. And um, I've been really building like my personal brand on social media, which really has helped locally a lot. Um, We've been like, I get through just my DMs inquiries about adventure. So it's been really, by the way, I've been stalking you and I noticed you had a business. (laughs) It's it's happened. You live on this street and you're like, yeah, (laughs) that's the way life's going though. Yeah. Hey, you got to take advantage of what you got, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said you were on a, you guys were going to a photo shoot earlier. Um, when you met, was that something that you guys were both working on together? What was it? Yeah, I don't even know. Met. You said, yeah. Yeah, we Oh yeah. Doing, were you yeah. modeling Zach? Is that how it happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, I was a model. <laughs> I was a hand model. 
That's all I got. <laughs> really nice hands. There you go. Buttery smooth. But no, they're just they're just veiny and muscular. They're so like, that's it. So yeah, Alicia, part. <laughs> Alicia, were you the model on the shoot? Yes, I was. I used to gotcha. do a lot of modeling. So gotcha. I did a photographer like last minute because our main photographer canceled, and I was following his page. I had no idea he was a student or anything. I just saw his work, and I was like, "Hey, can you come to this like last minute?" And he did, and then just kind of happened from there. Boom. Isn't that awesome? Just how we find ourselves in those circumstances where once you strike up that conversation about what you guys are trying to do or what you're doing with your lives that you can find this connection and it's like such a random event, right? A photographer canceled or didn't show up last minute. So you reach out to some random person and then now you're building this business together, which is exactly. growing insanely fast. That ties exactly back to the conversation we just had is, there's opportunity and everything, you know what I mean? It yeah. might, something might not happen whatsoever and then something great might also happen. So, um, that's a perfect way to kind of segue that together. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Anyone so, go ahead. Instagram. That's how I knew it. Yeah. It was all through, through social Instagram. media. Yeah. Yep. Which even speaks never. more highly to the power of like being on social media, right? Yeah, uh, exactly. For sure. And I, I would, we would have never ran into each other like ever if it wasn't for that. No, I would have never have seen him ever. Mm-hmm. We never had classes together, never saw you on campus, I think. Well, I was just going to ask, um, do you, what are some of the things, so this is I, my, my area of interest is this idea of like how people think literally determines what they will or won't do. Um, this idea that like, A, people have value innate value that is there anyways, and you just like, you're not really like giving them value as much as discovering it. But B, the second thing you just said was um, the opportunity is everywhere. Like it literally that. There's no shortage of anything. It's like this, it's how you think about money is like, if you think of money as like a limited thing, it will always be limited in your life, right? If you think of it, it's like, there's only so much of it and, or I can only earn so much of it or only so much of it at one time, rather than this, like this underground water source that like, it's just there. Like it's already there. You don't have to get to it. You just have to allow ways for it to come into your life. Um, what are some of the things that you guys do to help you kind of either maintain or like, um, build up that? those mindset, you know, things in your life? Uh, really, I mean, that key to that is just staying optimistic and finding even through, you know, those bad situations, the good in it. I mean, every bad thing that's happened to us, you know, with our business or even in my personal life has made me a better person. I learned something from it. It's really just finding that optimism. I mean, life is going to throw you down and you're just going to have to see the positive of it. And if you don't, then you're going to go down that bad direction. But if you see the good, then you know what? You're always winning. Yeah. Hmm. What about you, Zach? Is there anything that you do, like any habits that you try to follow or disciplines that you try to do to keep yourself in that? I mean, honestly, it's just, it's really just not getting weighed down by the bad things that happen. Cause it's almost, I mean, especially with business, every single time you fail, it's a learning experience. So we don't really look at it as, you know what I mean? Oh, we just, just messed up so bad. You know, we didn't get that huge contract that we were working for. It's like, why, why didn't we get it? Was it because of our proposal? Did we, were we not on time for a meeting? Did we not present ourselves well? Were we not prepared? I mean, did we not have a service that someone else provided that was better than ours? And why yeah. is our service not as good? So it's just, I mean, and that's, that's what small business ownership and entrepreneurs in general, if, I mean, you might know a ton of stuff about whatever your field is, but you might not know how to write a good proposal or you might not know how to do your taxes or make very, I mean, in-depth contracts for your clients and for the jobs that you're doing, which I mean, that's one of those things that we've learned really quickly is 
it's like those little things that you don't think you have to learn about at the yeah. beginning. And then you're like, Oh, you know what? We probably need to have some solid contracts if we're working with, you know what I mean? 40, $50,000 <laughs> deals. Yeah. Um, they could kind of fall, fall out from our feet. Um, <laughs> so just learning, learning from the failures and not taking it in a bad way and just mm. figuring out how you apply those, the, the, or the reasons you failed on the next, you know what I mean? The next venture, the next kind of move that you're making. Yeah. And yeah. so to touch upon like habits, like you asked, like a good habit is to always remain coachable and not be stuck in your ways and to constantly be listening. Cause in order for you to realize and really adapt, I mean, you have to realize that, you know, what you're doing right now isn't perfect and you can always, you know, be better. And yeah. um, a lot of people, especially as you know, they establish a business, they're doing well, they get caught up. Oh, you know what? I, I already know what I'm doing. I'm an expert. And they're not listening. Um, So really, when it comes to habits, listening is and being coachable is key. We call those people assholes. (laughs) (laughs) Like everybody, everybody nods until they leave. They're like, dude, that guy's an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, it was just, it's, it's just, uh, you, you said several things in there. That's just like some of the people that I follow, um, one of the, one of the coaches that I follow online, he always says, it doesn't matter, get better. Like it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter if you just scored the biggest contract of your entire life, get better. It doesn't matter if you just fell flat on your face or just got hammered by a deal that you thought was going to go awesome. It doesn't matter, get better because every piece of it, like you said, every piece of it is an opportunity to grow. Even when you just crush it, there's things you can look at. Um, and I think one of the, one of the things that allows that to happen in my life, um, is this opportunity for me to think, it's not, a, it's not about assigning fault, right? This is not about assigning fault or guilt because that does literally nothing in your world. Those, those feelings, I think, and that's the thing that's hard because everybody feels those feelings. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you, you miss a contract, you have a, you have a conversation that just is super awkward and you walk away feeling like I totally screwed that up. Well, the more that you practice the ideal that like, okay, so I did screw it up. Now what? Like, how do I, how do I take this and do something with it? Um, all that energy that produces those feelings of like anxiety or frustration or whatever, if you use them to go somewhere, then they're, then they're helpful, right? They're beneficial feelings. Um, when you just kind of dwell in it, then it, it, it's literally like the most wasteful thing you can do with your world is like all those, all those emotions, all that, uh, energy in your body has to do something or it's wasted. Hmm. So that's, it's just such a, I feel like it's such a difference maker between people who are successful and people who are not successful is that mentality of like, it's not because you don't go through failures. You probably go through twice as many failures as people who feel unsuccessful. You know, Hmm. it's what you do with that. So like, I love that mindset of one remaining positive and two being introspective and seeing, you know, looking at things objectively and saying, okay, where did we miss the mark? How can we be better in the future? Do you take that same mentality to your successful uh, deals and look at like, how, how are we able to accomplish this one? Like, how are we able to get this client? What was it that stood out? Mm to them, anything like that? Um, probably, I mean, that's it with like SEO stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, stuff with SEO and stuff too. But, um, I mean, we, we do look on, look at that and we're like, all right, we you know, especially too, when, when we have a loss, we're like, all right, well, how did we get these clients? What did we do differently? Especially if it's in the same niche, for example, for a website, if we were able to close this deal and not that one, we look at why, why was this one better? Why did we yeah. sell them? Was it, you know, was it a, a different approach that we took as far as the proposal goes or, you know, the sell, the actual sales and, you know, the pricing behind it. 
what sold to this startup and not that one type thing. So yeah, that is definitely something that we evaluate. Um, Cause kind of going back and before you have to look at your successes too and, and evaluate them just as much as your failures. What I, I love, go ahead. I was, I was going to say, I think adding on to that is just the fact that you take what you've done to succeed and figure out how to monetize that even more. Yeah. Like for example, how do we make, um, yeah. how do we do one job really well and then figure out how to make that a recurring revenue for, I mean, 10 times that amount of clients and right. making it easier yeah. every time we do it. Um, making it quicker, making it more effective each time yeah. and just kind of str- like making it more streamlined, I guess. Refining the process. Um, but also just, you know what I mean? Creating that upward funnel that expands. And, yeah. You know, especially too, like you said with SEO, I mean, once, especially when you're, when you're in a certain niche and you are able to dominate in that niche to expand to, you know, the other areas, for example, especially with local SEO, we did a, something locally here that had incredible results in a short amount of time. Now we're trying to take that to all the different cities, you know, within Florida, within, you know, anywhere around the world and just mimic that. And right there, we're not reinventing the wheel. It's already the research is done. We just have to kind of change it up a little bit, but it's yeah. kind of like a no brainer. Right. I, what I love is that this is all data driven. It's not based on emotion and Mm, like, Oh, that felt really great. We could do that again. It's like you guys really dig in and you look at what's, what, what's great that's happening and what's not so great that's happening. And you really look at it as data, um, which in the creative space is also pretty unique. Um, Exactly. As creatives, we're all emotional artists, right? We have this love for this thing. And, but I, I like that you're able to separate that and you're like, okay, we're, yes, we're artists, we're creatives, but we're business owners and we're, we're in this for more than just the love of it. Right. Like it's, it's great to get that personal satisfaction and those gains, but to be able to monetize it, as you said, is a whole different scenario and to be able to make a great living feeding your passion um, is awesome. So I, I love that that business growth mindset that's there, that it's really data-driven. I think it's all really, really cool stuff. Well, on that, yeah. on that side of it is data-driven, you know what I mean? And that's the thing that I think that creatives offer that's unique to the business world is they offer like kind of a double layer. Is like they can be data-driven and they can be like um, logistics management models, but they're driven to do the work they do and the, and the way that they approach people because of their creative entrepreneur spirit that like that, that passion and heart that they put into that side of it. And that's what I was going to say is like, is one of the things I think that has helped me and that I try to coach other people on is like, is when things fail or when things go great is like, that's not a reflection of you. It's a reflection of the things you did. Right. So we should take that exactly for what it is, is that if it fails, it is not a, they don't like me thing, right? It's a, they disagreed that what I was asking for that was what it was worth. Right. And mm-hmm. so that's changeable. And I, I said that, that for me personally, that's one of the things that I feel like has lifted all of this like weight off of my life is it's like, it's not like if you lose a deal, it's not because, well, maybe it is because people didn't like you, <laughs> but, but even, even recognizing that, well, they didn't like me. That's fine. Like other people do like me. It's not because I'm not likable. I've had other deals that went through great, you know, or likely what they, you know, they decided it wasn't worth the cost that you, well, it's not because what I'm asking is too expensive. It's, I didn't give them enough information to convince them or to persuade them that this was worth this much. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like you go buy a new car, like the car, it's not, it's not because the cars are not worth $40,000. It's because that car is not worth $40,000 to you. Right. So it's like that. I feel like removing that personal personalization of things like that 
is essential to running your business like a, like a boss rather than running your business like a, you know, like this is a validation of all the things that I care about. <laughs> right. Exactly. And I mean, that's the difference between being a creative and being a, an entrepreneur, I think. Yeah. Because people that, I mean, people that are creative, they have, I mean, they might be the best videographer ever, but if you can't monetize that, it's never going to expand. And like, for example, Jamie, you were just talking about how, um, you know what I mean? Creating a, a business is different than being a creative. And, um, I mean, for example, today we have a meeting, um, and we're putting out a proposal to start our second business actually. Um, again, and the thing is that we have the value, um, is the fact that we, in, in this business, there are two proposals going out. It's us and this other, this other, uh, this other person. And, and we have the business experience. I mean, he's incredible at what he does, but he's just good at what he does, you know? And, and I think that fusing, and that's, that's the thing that's helped between the two of us as well is, you know what I mean? She's able to pick up where I, I fall off on and vice versa. And it's, it's really creating the, the, the well-rounded business and the drive to not, not just make the best stuff, but build the best company as well yeah. and find the best. I mean, even if I think I'm the best photographer in the world, there's going to be someone that, you know what I mean? We'd want to bring on the team. That's going to be better. And they, they breathe that, you know, and, right. and starting the business is a little bit different versus, um, kind of being the creative itself, if that makes sense. Yeah. And again, I think that actually ties back into the relationship building, right? Mm -hmm. Like what you're bringing to the table isn't just your skill set. Yeah. It's this whole vision that you have behind it and the relationship that you're looking to build for long term. Yeah. Where a lot of other people may see it as this is a single job, as a one mm -hmm. one off thing. I can get this one contract for this one day or whatever. Um and then it's on to the next thing. Whereas you guys look at it as, yes, this is one of many that we will be doing with you. Um, and exactly. yeah. so it, it all kind of like ties back in together, right? Like this growth mm -hmm. mindset, this relationship building and networking, and it's all kind of tied together in order to create success. Yeah. Sure. <clears throat> when ultimately what's truly marketable about your company is not the service you provide because literally if they don't now, anyone could learn how to do it. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it's like professional photographers used to build their business on the idea that other people didn't know how to take professional photos. Well, now they've now it down to like <laughs> anyone could do it and exactly. YouTube came around and they made it digital rather than film. And it's like, well, now my mom can take a photo with her phone and she knows nothing about photography, nothing about composition, nothing about F stops. And people see it and they're like, well, that looks really good. You know, mm -hmm. so now what, now yeah. what do you do? What's your difference maker now? And that's, I think that's essential to building brands and businesses that are going to last past the next fad is like, they're, you're not building it on the fact that just like you're the best photographer, best videographer that they ever have met. It's coupled with the fact that you're really, really good at what you do and they like you and you're, you know, and you have a great partner and you guys work really well together and things are polished and, 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 you know what I mean? It's like, those are the reasons that put it over the top and will continue to be why people invest in you. Yeah, one thing that I say all the time is that, you know, at the end of the day, they we aren't working with businesses, we're working with people. Yeah. If I can make people like me, then my business is going to be a success. For sure. Right. Absolutely. Yes. So tell me a little bit more about like the business and the growth. Um, it started as just the two of you and now... From the bottom, now we're here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew now, someone was going to say that. <laughs> and now I know that you guys are contracting people out. So what's, what's that growth been like in the past year? You guys are only a year in. So to see growth like that is pretty exponential. 
Yeah. So at first it was all us two. Everything we did was us. Um, we didn't have, I mean, one, it was, it felt better when it was only us just because we were like, Oh, we're actually making really good money now. But then we realized that obviously that's not scalable when there's only two people. Um, so we kind of, we kind of realized that we would rather push jobs off the people that are better than us at whatever the job is. I mean, whereas, I mean, for example, Alicia's still our, our head web developer. She's our head SEO person. You know what I mean? So she, she's the best at that. Um, but for example, I would rather hire a photographer that's going to do a way better job than I would do or a videographer that's going to, I mean, absolutely wow a client more than I could ever do. Um, just because that adds value to the brand and it adds value to, you know what I mean? What we can do in the future as well. And so we took that and kind of realized that, okay, we, we might be better off making a little bit less on every job and having it the best job, having it, you know what I mean? Having the best product possible. Right. Um, so we contracted out videography, graphic design, um, not, not as much of photography, but we have, um, and things like that, just to make sure that we're providing the absolute best. I mean, yes, we realize that we're going to make a little bit less money, which whatever, I mean, it kind of sucks, but at the same time it'll build and it'll be scalable. Um, how, how long did it take you to realize that having a scalable <laughs> business model was much more beneficial in the long run? I would say, I would say about three months in, four months in, once we got past the stage of Oh, we just made two thousand dollars. No way. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Oh, we just you made like, money that you could. We just not. made thirty five hundred dollars between two people. That's so cool. Right. But then we're like, okay, well, I mean, if you add that up, you know what I mean? That's probably only like forty grand a year. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what I mean? It's it's that's not livable with two people, and it's just you can't build a business off forty grand. You know, and that's it's tough, but it's also we we also have to think in the back of our minds that even if we aren't putting any money into the business, we're splitting this 50 50 anyway. So that's cut in half of whatever it is. Can we live on 20 grand each year and be extremely happy and things like that? But I mean, obviously it's not about the money, but it's also about the fact that we want to build a business. We don't want to build, you know, we don't want to be a small business. I mean, we want to, we want to in four or five years, we want to be making millions, you know, and, and that doesn't happen by two people <laughs> doing what we're doing. I think yeah. it, 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 it requires people that are talented at their jobs and, people that are really good at, at one or two things and you know what I mean? Figuring out how they fit into the full spectrum of, yeah. of our team, you know, and we actually just brought on our first, our first employee this week. So that's really exciting. Congratulations. Um, first awesome. time we're, we're going to be fully paying someone and you mean um, your third employee. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> we would, I guess that's outside yourselves. Which has been the other, that's been the other tough thing is, is vetting people and figuring out, you know what I mean? If they have the same values and they have the same mindset as we do. And I mean, we've had probably five or six interns at this point and it's been an awesome learning experience on our end as well. Yeah. Having interns, figuring out who really like wants to do well and who kind of shares the vision that we have about the business. And I mean, that's why we, we decided to bring this girl on that, that, that started this week. And I mean, she just, every day she comes in grinds just as hard as we do, does things without us having to ask, um, brings up new ideas to the table, brings so much more value than we would be able to bring. You know what I mean? I, and that's, and that's the thing that I've realized that we want to see is, is people that we step back and we go, Oh shit, you know, I didn't even think about that. Oh, that's so cool. Why don't we do that? You know? And it's just, it's like, it's a third us, you know, it's the third person. And that's what right. we want to build on is people that add so much value that they're invaluable, you know? Yeah. It took me a long time to, and it's also the trust factor too. Yeah. You have to trust it's that. like, how do you, how do you send someone off to, to pitch a sale 
that we've been doing the same way for so long. And, and what if, what if it goes wrong? What happened? You know, we should have been there. Should we have not been there? Right. I mean, the same thing with that you would, if you were there is like, you coach them. If it sucks, you coach them. If it goes well, you, you evaluate it. Trust that the same thing happens in your business is like, I think that's the hardest thing is that initial sending your kids to school moment. <laughs> and then they come back and they're like, you made friends I didn't even know you would make. And you're like, you're doing stuff I never would have imagined you did. It's, like, it, it's the synergy is just insane once it starts happening. Um, Absolutely. That's a really good way to put it. Like that's, I think that's initial qualifier for me for anything is like, it's people who really want it. Cause like I could teach you skills, but I can't teach mm-hmm. you fire. Right. I, <clears throat> yeah, I agree with you, Chad. Um, good. I think that good for you. <laughs> Um, you're, you should. <laughs> yeah, you totally took me off track now. Thanks. <laughs> I don't remember what I was going to say. keeps tapping my ear, guys. This keeps falling out on me. Oh, that's okay. Do you have small ears? This one earphones? is actually not normal. Yeah, headphones don't fit in this one. It's like secret service. <laughs> well, she can cover like, hers with her hair, and she's like, you can just magically hear my voice. All right. <laughs> I don't know if you do this, but. So I think for me, for me personally, in my business, it took a long time for me to realize that the, that there's a right person for the right job and it's worth having the right person for the right job. Um, when you, so now that you're expanding and you're subcontracting other people out to do some of that work portion and you transition from selling yourself to selling your company, Mm. Tell me about that because that's a, that's a real struggle. I mean, even in our business, sometimes we have a harder time um, booking people that might not be the two partners um, just because the trust isn't there. And so sometimes like, we have to work harder to build that rapport in order to uh, book that gig. So can you tell me a little bit more about that, about how you've transitioned from selling yourself to selling your company? So are you saying this more to the actual client or to... Um, yeah, as a, as a client, not not to your own employees. Um, yeah, I mean... Trying to book a job. Yeah. Um, we basically say that we have a team of people and that we kind of... I mean, we still right now, we're at the point where we still manage all of it. Um, so it's not like anything's completely out of our hands and we're still always the main point of contact. So that's kind of been the security for them to know that they really are still buying into us, even though we're not fully doing the job. For example, a website reveal that we have today was actually my intern that pretty much built the whole thing. Um, but the guy really thought that I was heading up the project and assisting with it and that I just had help on it. Um, I mean, but it's not, it's not even the fact that that, well, that ties into the company did it, yeah. you know, it's not, you didn't do it, yeah, but yeah. Well, you still have the oversight, right? I think is what you're getting at. Is that you, someone else can produce this product, but before it ever goes out the door, you guys have that final say of, okay, yes, this is good. Or no, this needs to, right. So I think that's been, been able, you know, been the security behind, you know, using other people. It's just making sure that you're the project manager. Yeah. You don't, you can't really, especially when contracting, you can't leave it just to that person because I mean, you're the one as myself, I'm the one that met with the client that explained right. the job that they wanted done. I vetted the business. I understand like, you know what I mean? We sat in their corner office and on, you know what I mean? The 20th floor of this huge high rise in Tampa and their business is going to be a little bit different than if it was, you know what I mean? A corner office on the, on the corner of so-and-so street. Um, so I think that being the project manager for those things that you sold the job on is obviously most important because you're the, you're the one that's kind of heading everything. You're the one that's telling the contractor how to do it and what to do. And, 
um, how to design it and how to make it different than another company, which, which also that, I mean, the problem with contracting as well as the fact that they might not see that the exact same way as you do. Um, they might not have, obviously most of the time they don't actually even meet with the company if it's not like a video or photo kind of work. Um, so it's, it's, it's a little tough sometimes. And obviously that's why it's more beneficial to have someone on the team that meets with them every single day and is that person's point of contact. So you can almost cut out yourself from that equation, which puts a little less stress on our, our lives. You know what I mean? Worrying about the 15 different things we have contracted out Mm -hmm. and just having it go to the, you know what I mean? The person on our team that's in person in the office that knows exactly how to sell it, knows exactly how to do it and converse with the client. Um, so it's just, I mean, we're working our way there and it's Mm. working the kinks out and figuring out what's best. And obviously contracting works a lot of the time and it also doesn't work some of the time as well. So how, how are you able to communicate to your own team uh, the client's needs and wants for a particular well, job? If it's, if it's someone on the team, like whether it's an intern or whether it's, for example, Katie, the, our, our first hire, they're, they're going to be there every time we meet with them just because we vet, okay, if, it's gonna, if we're going into a meeting and they want a website, well, we're going to have our website developer there. We're going to have our SEO person there. We might have a graphic designer there. So they're all informed on everything. Um, if it's a client where, for example, they reach out to us via email, they're a company in LA and they want a motion graphic video done. Um, we usually just kind of go through a step-by-step process to see, okay, are we doing a voiceover? What is the script like? Do you have examples of, you know I mean? Videos you like different transitions, different graphics that you've seen that you want in your video, your branding guide, your logos, your colors, your everything like that. And then we create that package and then forward that to the appropriate contractor. Gotcha. That way there's no back and forth and they're not like, okay, well, what is the voiceover? Okay. Do you have a voiceover done? Do we need to do that? You know what I mean? It's not, it's, we've, we've kind of figured out the process to where it's so streamlined that we don't really have to even converse much with the contractor just because one, they've done it before with us. And two, we have it all set up. So we know exactly what they need and what the steps they, they need to do to complete the project. Right. Well, you're doing your due diligence, right? You're making sure that you have all of the information ahead of time in order to Cause I mean, that's, and that's that pre-planning that we've realized over the times of not pre-planning where this, this two week turnaround has turned into two months. Yeah, um, so it goes back to the learning experiences. You know, you have to, it's, it's not always going to be easy to figure it out, but once you have it figured out, it's, it's 10 times easier and you, it requires a lot less effort on our right. end to, to complete a job. Yeah, especially our first website we did, that was a lot of back and forth, a lot of back and forth. I spent hours on it just because the correct things weren't getting uh, asked, you know, on our end too. And uh, she wasn't, the person that we were working with wasn't communicating correctly either. And oh God, yeah, it's God awful. So we didn't want to do that over and over and over again. <laughs> no, no. I wanted to sleep a little bit more at night. So, um, but yeah, there- so definitely a huge thing is just, you know automating those processes and figuring out ways where you know you you just have a system that's going and that's working. And obviously, always looking back on it and seeing even when it goes well, how much how can we make this better? And you know, the efficiency is is huge and key and something that every business and startup owner learns within time. And, uh, Which ties into the scalability factor. Yeah. Yeah. It's not scalable if you're spending, you know what I mean, 30 hours of one week on one of your 12 clients. Yeah. I was just going to ask, is there, have you guys found any, like, is there any software or programs or anything like that you would recommend that are like really helping that process go well? Um, definitely. We just, well, we've always used it, but now we're enforcing it a lot more is uh, Trello. It's a project manager. You say Trello? Um, yeah. yeah, it's a it's a great great tool. I mean, you can have a, a board for each of your clients if they need to see anything, and then especially internally. And we have one with all of our projects, all of our clients, and that you literally have checklists. It sends reminders. 
and comment. Um, that's been helping us a lot stay on track because <clears throat> I mean, everything is before that was really running through me and Zach's head and, and our to-do list. And there's like, all right, and then you're like, it's two hours till your meeting. And you're like, Oh shit, I didn't even do this yet. Yeah. <laughs> so we were like, yeah, we need, we need to get this on a, you know, one format, one platform. So Trello's definitely have, has helped us a lot. And yeah. I'd say for, for like, I mean, there's, there's a, a software that helps for everything. I mean, you have Hootsuite, which helps for all social media. Um, even if you're a small business and you can't afford to outsource the marketing, like these are tools that are invaluable. I mean, having, yeah. having Hootsuite where you can plan your, your social media content for a whole month in advance and then just not have to worry about doing anything other than maybe interacting with your followers. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge time saver right there. That, I mean, the amount of time it would take you to go and copy and paste things on five different platforms if you're running that many. Um, I mean, that's hours out of your day at sometimes, you know what I mean? And having it so it automatically posts out for a, kind of a, a little bit of a, um, an expense, it's, it's invaluable. So it's those little yeah. things that help so much like Trello. I mean, there, even that you can get that on a free version yeah. and it's yeah. still the same platform for the most part. Yeah. So I was just going to ask also about investing in yourselves, like some wise places you've put your money, um, as a startup, because a lot of times we as business owners, entrepreneurs or creatives or whatever, we have a harder time investing in ourselves um, in order to grow mm. and be successful in the long run. Um, and it is really wise. Obviously, Trello, I'm not sure if that's a paid service um, or not, but there are a couple. It can I know be, it can be, there's free versions. So I know like you use Zoom and and some services like that. What are, what are a couple of those places that you've invested money that you see, you may not see direct dividends, like in terms of you see money coming back directly from that, but it allows you to run your business in a way that allows you to focus on making money. I would say, I wouldn't even say services or, or applications that we use, but I'd say anything. Yeah. investing in networking events. Yeah. Like, I mean, it might be $200 to go to this huge gala dinner thing, you know what I mean? In Tampa for the business woman of the year event, like Alicia attended That's last week, but walking out of there, she might meet 30 people and right. those 30 people might be 30 different leads. I mean, even if it's five different leads, that could be a hundred thousand dollars or more. And just at that event alone. I mean, the people that I met that night, I'm guaranteed we're making like you said, all that money back and a lot more. So it's just investing in the things that are going to help you expand in the future, whether it's a networking event or whether it's, you know what I mean? Bringing your team out to top golf, to play golf or, you know what I mean? To go get beers or top to golf get is always food a good or do something. Fun, you know, it's oh, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Always I mean, a good but choice. It's, it's those things, it's those things that help because it shows them that one, you care about them. Yeah. Obviously they're, they, they're a huge asset to your business. Um, I mean, taking care of the people that work with you is, I think is one of the most important things, even before yourself, just because they're the ones that are going to, they're the assets that you're utilizing to scale the business. It's not, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to be bigger without other people, you yeah. know, so investing, investing in the people that you work with and <clears throat> network that you're, that you're a part of. And, um, for example, we're right now, we're in the process of, of getting on the board of counselors for the university of Tampa as well. Um, which kind of allows us to one, I mean, get our heads involved with everything that's going on at the school as far as new developments and kind of whatever projects they have going on, but also connecting with that whole network of people. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's a huge network right there. And yes, it might cost us money to do things, which it's not, it's invaluable if it, if it provides kind of a, a stream to, to move forward down the road to, to scale. Yeah. 
I was just going to say about networking, uh, I've been involved with a BNI group that I helped start like eight years ago. Um, and one of the things that I feel like I've learned through doing that is, <clears throat> is a, that networking with people in other businesses, other than just your business, like photographers working with people who do financial advising or, you know what I mean? It's like outside of just your small network of people, um, is unreal. The amount of contacts that you come in into play with that you would have yeah. like literally never met. Um, yeah. but the, the other side of that, it, I think comes back to one of the things, the first things we talked about is this idea that you guys believe innately that people have value and that there's opportunity everywhere. So like if you, if you go to a dinner that's for a person of the year award, that's really not anything about business, but you're able to sit and talk to people you realize, and you're going into it with this understanding that there's opportunity there. There's people that you can meet that they're going to do business with you. Not because you talked about business or even what you did. It's because you, they like you and they trust that you're a good person and that you're not going to screw them over. And then once they like you and they trust you, and then you start talking about business, all of a sudden, all of a sudden things happen. You know, it's like, Oh, it's just happening. Um, but that, I think you can find that. I know, I know I was early on. I was like, I can't afford, I can't afford to be an I membership. It's like 500 and some dollars a year. Yeah. But I believed that that $500 was not just going to be like, I'm spending $500, you know, it's like a, it's like when I bought my first digital camera, I was like $3,500. And I was like, I don't have $3,500 to just like put into something and just be done with it. Right. But I, it's like, I told my wife, like this $3,500 is $3,500. That's going to make us hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And so understanding that that opportunity is there is I think the key to whether it's a freaking business fair at your kid's school or it's a networking event with like multi-million dollar CEOs, you know, it's, yeah. it's understanding that those people, they may not make, I, and I've had this happen numerous times. The person I'm networking with is a normal Joe Blow who doesn't have any use for my service, but his sister runs a company or his brother-in-law just started a multi-million dollar franchise. And it's like, oh, hey, this is that dude I was talking about that we hung out at the pool with my kids. And then you're like, oh, hey, cool. Um, but you know, just that, I think going into it with that understanding that there's opportunity there, but also that like, it, you don't have to, it doesn't, like you said, Hootsuite, like use what you have and, and do what you can do with what you can do, but don't make that the reason you can't do something, you know, mm -hmm. don't, don't let those things be the reasons you give yourself excuses to not be successful. Hmm. Yeah. And kind of going back into opportunity. I mean, something that's crazy that when we started a company that I never saw opportunity in is actually like partnering up with our competition. Um, yeah. There's been a lot of times in this area that there's other marketing companies and you would think, Oh my God, we, you know, we can't talk to them. We can't tell them any secrets. Yeah. And it's unreal. The amount of like marketing companies that we are working with that are sending jobs to us and vice versa. Yeah. Um, so that's been like a huge, you know, part of our growth as well. And something that I never expected because you know, you think, Oh my God, they do the same stuff as you, you know, run away. Um, but no, that's been a huge driver of finding opportunity in that as well. Have you guys heard of the rising tide society? Jamie, back up from your mic. <laughs> Sorry. Have you heard of the Rising Tide Society? No, I have not, no. It's this whole, is it photographers only chat? I'm not sure. I, I, I don't think so, um, but it, it was started by photographers. It's all based around community over competition. <laughs> yeah. Rising, rising tides rise all boats kind of thing. Yeah. Like I found that same thing true for our own business is that the more I network with other photographers in my area and build those relationships, the more we see business in return, whether it's through re those re direct referrals or mm -hmm. 
I don't know, just being in those same, same circles. Um, and sometimes it's not even like the direct business that is where the value is gained, but being able to have an objective view on some challenges that you're facing from another business owner in the same space and the same area, um, man, the insights can be incredible. Yeah, of course. Well, and I think it comes from the idea that like when you become their friend, they do the same business as you is they trust that you're not out to get them. You're not out to crush them or screw them. If you get a job over them, you know, and you guys could even talk about like the fact that what you presented was just more in line with what they were looking for. Not like I'm a better person and we're a better company and you guys suck. And it's like, it comes back. I, I feel like all of this ties into everything we think about, you know, it's like this idea of greed, whether it's with money or with people or time is like greed is a life taking venture, right? Mm -hmm. Greed says there's not enough for everybody. I need to have it, but generosity and so much. I don't need to, I don't need to do anything different. You know, like there's so much that like I can, I can have, can you guys still hear me? Your mic just, I don't know if it's going through your, I cut out, yeah. Oh, I think, it, I think I, I got excited cause I'm Italian. I talk with my hands and I smack the, the <laughs> cord. <laughs> but like the, the idea that like generosity is life giving greed is life taking. So generosity of spirit, generosity in your giving of like money, generosity in your time, like those things give and, and, and create more, right? So like when you're creating networks with other people who do what you do, you're being generous in your idea that like there's plenty, there's more than enough for all of us. So like mm. some of my best, had I tried to become competition with some of my competition, like in the, I'm going to compete and like try to undercut them or take their business or like overshadow them, it would have become competition. Hmm. Whereas now, because they know that like, they know if I have a referral or if I have a, a client that I think would be a better fit for them, even if they're going to pay me, I will probably refer them to this other person or like a, a good friend of mine <laughs> contacted me and was like, Hey, we're thinking about so-and-so doing our wedding. I'm like, bro, like, you know, I do weddings. Right. But instead of being greedy, instead of being like, no, let me, let me do it. Or, or trying to steer them away from that. I said, how, what do you think about it? Like, how did you, how did the meeting go? They're like, it was amazing. I feel like it would be incredible for them. I pointed them towards them and they'd use them for their wedding. And they came to me and said, we really want you to do our family portraits. Cause that's where we feel like you connect with us the most. And I was like, I ended up getting business from them as much as I would have had I done their wedding. Mm -hmm. And the guy who I referred them to their wedding is a good friend of ours. And like, and was so excited. And he, and he, messaged me. He didn't know I referred them. He messaged me on their wedding day. I was like, Hey, I was just with so-and-so. And they were talking about, you did their engagement session. I saw some of your work. It was just awesome. And I was like, he was like, he just reminds me of you a lot. And I was like, that's just, that's to me, that's what happens is you open mm -hmm. this generosity up and it's just like, it, it blooms everywhere. And like, if you're greedy that it, it eats, it eats that, right. Mm -hmm. It like steals all that. For sure. So that's, I just, I love seeing that. And I love hearing more. Yeah. I feel like we can't testify enough about that in the, in the business stuff that we do is like, is man, stop thinking that you have competition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you do, do asset. and, and you should, but you should compete <clears throat> on the things you're competing on. You should compete on how well they like you, how much you want it, how, how good of a job you're doing, you know, and, and honestly have like a fair competition. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. Um, so we've got a, a segment we do with everybody as we're getting closer to the end of the interview here. Um, that is called the full truth five because Jamie loves it. 
I feel like by the time people hear this enough, they're going to be like, Jamie, why do you hate that name? Just like, I know, it. I know. I, and I'm going to continue saying that you don't like it. Cause I came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we do this, I just wanted to ask you one more question. What is what you, obviously you failed a significant number of times to get to this point, right? Um, what was for each of you, what was one of the funniest or like most awkward failures that happened? And it doesn't have to be like lost the deal failure. It could just be like had a really bad phone call or had like a really weird run in. Um, I just want to hear a story about one of your harshest or weirdest or most awkward failures. Um, you know what I was thinking? We can almost say, so one thing we didn't really touch upon was we actually tried to start the company like two years ago. Um, and we were both like, I mean, I, I've been, I was doing marketing officially for maybe six months at a medical marketing firm and he was just kind of, you've been doing photography, but just, well, like, I was at Tech Data doing yeah, marketing, marketing as well. As well. Um, and we were, I was a junior and he was a sophomore at the time, heading into a junior. Maybe? Yes. Yeah. And so we were just really, really, I mean, we're still young now, right? But um, we just, I would say, tried to start it a little too soon. And it was called AWOL, Mar or not AWOL Marketing, A to Z Marketing. Uh, AWOL is my freelance. Um, but anyway, yeah, so it's called A, a to Z, Z Marketing. Super a legit name. Yeah. Super, <laughs> we super do legit. everything. We can laugh at that. From <laughs> A to Z. Because my name's Alicia and Zach, so A to Z. Ah, see, it's funny, but it's also yeah. like, Where'd you get that name? The phone book? Yeah, yeah exactly. Glad we came up with that venture. But so just the name in itself, we can laugh a little bit. But um, yeah, it ended up, it ended up go not going well at all. Um, our first client, it just went really downhill. And um, it was just a true, true learning experience. And then kind of after that, I grew as a person doing my freelance. And same with, same with Zach. So then we decided to come together and put our contacts. But it was just, you know, starting and just thinking that, we knew how to do it and just, but the cool part about it is the fact that, you know, we tried it. Um, cause that's what a lot of people don't do because they try to wait for that perfect moment. Right. Um, and given that we, I don't think that if we tried that then that we would have ever given it a shot in the future. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that, that's, I guess, kind of funny. <laughs> for anybody listening that doesn't know when people say learning experience, what they mean is it sucks so bad. You'd never do it again. <laughs> it's like, it's like, the nice way, like, Oh, she has a nice personality. It's like, it was a nice learning experience. Like it, if it ever happened again, I'd run a hundred miles an hour in the opposite direction. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm trying to think of anything else that we can think of as far as like harshest moments. I don't know. One thing I've heard is if you ask any CEO, like any truly successful CEO, how many failures they've had to get along, like to get to that point of success, they'll yeah. just tell you, you know, it's failure after failure after failure. Like, um, yeah, like today or... <laughs> Yeah, I've heard of I've heard of certain angel investors who won't even invest in a company unless the the person seeking investment has lost over like a million dollars before, um, just because it tells them that this person has the guts to go for it. Because um, if you're timid in business, you're not going to make it anywhere, right? You have to be able to because I've screwed up a lot, dude. Like, I say. You got to be willing to risk it for the biscuit all the time. It's like a life's <laughs> motto. And it's so true. A t-shirt at least for <laughs> us, if nothing else. I mean, it's so true. If you don't take risks, you're not going to see those huge successes. I'm yeah. writing it down just so you know. Right. <laughs> got to risk it for the biscuit. I like biscuits too. So that's, it's like, double, <laughs> it's double good. <laughs> all righty. Ready for the full truth five. 
Yeah. Let's do it. Jamie, just like do you five. Wanna... Yeah, I'll start. It's just five <clears throat> random well, questions looking for that. You know, they don't need to be in depth. First thing that comes to your mind when I ask it is the answer. And, and since there's two of you, we're not going to do 10. We're just going to say five and you can take it. Whoever pops on first, but you both have to answer at least one. Yeah. She's Got it. prepping. She's like, it's modern. <laughs> Stretch in. <laughs> Crack my neck. Let's do this. All right. <laughs> Man, you ready? I have one. You you go first because yeah. there's a huge list, and I'm just looking through them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so if you were the opposite sex for one day, what would be the first thing you did? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's a question you've never probably thought about, or maybe you've thought too much about, and you don't want to admit it. But um, <sighs> Zach, Zach's brain is just like grinding. It's like if I was a girl for a day. That's the first thing I would do. I'd look at my boobs in the mirror. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah, for sure. I think I would. I think I would like go get like a manicure or like a pedicure or something like that. I feel like that's very relaxing. <laughs> and maybe get your toes painted a pretty color. Yeah. Well, I mean, we could do that. Sure. Why not? Yeah. No, I was gonna say I'd go to the gym and I'd just probably hit on a bunch of ladies. <laughs> I guess that depends on what you look like as the opposite sex. <laughs> like, if you're like gruesome with a beard as a as a chick, it's like, yeah, all right, whatever. You lose, you, you miss you out got on nothing to lose, right? <laughs> yeah, you miss out on a hundred percent of the opportunities yep. you don't take, right? Yeah, if those girls don't talk to me, you know, they're miss, like you said, they're missing out on opportunities. Um, you're at. Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't know if it's your hair is covering your mic, but every now and then it just like disappears. Oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah, this thing keeps falling out. This ear is like really kind of not retarded <laughs> <laughs> can't you trade her zach come on jeez jeez um so all right wait whose ear gunk do you have to wipe off who's whose are those those are his oh dude brave yeah. brave <laughs> oh, man. all right so give me a song um that you're secretly not ashamed that you've memorized Oh, definitely Stacy's mom. Definitely Stacy's mom. Hundred <laughs> uh, wow, percent. That was a good one. It was a good one. And it's been, I just was, somebody just said the other day, they're like, forget about if Kiki loves me. I'm still trying to ha figure out what happened to Stacy's mom. She's got it going on. <laughs> um, for, am I answering this one too? Yeah. Uh, probably best I ever had Drake. <laughs> what is it? Best I ever had, Drip by Drake. Mm, best I ever had. Uh, mine is probably definitely a Taylor Swift song or even like Dora the Explorer. I know even the Spanish parts because I've, you know, I have it on my phone. I, it's, I'm not going to lie. My kids listen to it all the time. Um, do you have one, Jamie? Um, probably anything Cardi B. Oh. oh no way dude i, I not expect that freaking love cardi b oh dude oh. chick is an animal we were, she's tough we yeah. were on the golf course the other day i was with my dad and we were it was a, we were in a tournament so this was like a serious round of golf and he whips out what is that Nicki minaj song when she's like <laughs> eat my butt like a cupcake or whatever you know what i'm talking about <laughs> I don't know. I just want to imagine this moment of you and your dad listening to this no, song that says "Eat Your Butt Like a Cupcake." He's got his like portable speaker. Is it called like a, Cake? 
No, what's it called? Um, I don't know. I know it's I don't something. Know. It's, it's a Nicki Minaj song. Regardless, he he whips out this like portable speaker, turns it up all the way, and we're about to we're about to tee off on like the third hole against this match that we're playing, and he just rips this on, and the guys standing behind us are just like looking at us, like, "What the heck are these guys doing?" <laughs> it was the funniest. It was probably one of the funnier dad and son moments I've had. Oh my God. It was one of those like, "I'm surprised you you know what this is," kind of thing. I was gonna say the only thing that would have made that better is if he started like singing along with it. That's what have been it was, over the top. It was it was it was a little much. Uh, so this one's super easy. Quick answers. Over or under on the toilet paper roll. Wait, what? Does it does it, does it roll paper roll over, over? Or under? Oh, over, over, all over. Like absolutely. Yeah. I, I, my, one of my favorite memes is like is like if this doesn't look like your toilet paper, there is no debate. <laughs> it's just because like if it's under, then it's it's like a couple inches further. Yeah. yeah. You know, why I, would you Why would you want to exert yourself even more? <laughs> I heard a good reason for the under, and it's if you have a cat. When the cat goes and see, but that's exactly the it. argument is if you have a cat, you should have it under because you're already a bad person. <laughs> like you're already somebody I don't want to hang out with if you yeah, have a cat. No, we, don't, we don't do cats. No. <laughs> hey, I'm just being objective here. <laughs> All right. Well, it would make sense in that, in that arena. It would make sense that if you had the toilet paper roll under, you would also have cats. All if right. I had a cat, I would have the toilet paper on like a vertical thing though. So like, <laughs> yeah you couldn't you couldn't spin it this way it would just that's oh, yeah. true that's brilliant pineapple on pizza yes Ew, no. Love it. oh 100 percent. and cinnamon weirdest thing ever sweet cinnamon cinnamon with the pineapple on the pizza is like dude, ah. my jam i've never had that dude try my next time you get a pineapple is. or a hawaiian sprinkle a little I'm cinnamon a huge huge hawaiian guy absolutely yeah. if you like spicy get some jalapenos on there too with the hawaiian yeah that's yeah. dude this is we could ask the wheel three combo, but I think we just answered that. Uh, apparently. What'd she say? <laughs> she's the only one who's against it. Yeah. Why are you so against it? It's delicious. She has cats. Um, you know what? Honestly, maybe I haven't given it a shot in a very long time, but I had it years ago and it was just disgusting. What's what's your guys' pizza place there? It's a weird um, concept, it is, but it's delicious. Hmm. There there are a lot of pizza places around well, here. Good pizza places. There's a place called uh like, yeah, no, it's not. Eddie and Sam's, or there's a place called New York, New York Pizza. That's do they have, they do like thin crust, like crispy? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So pineapple pizza is way better when it's like crispy and the pineapple's like like cooked well, not like juicy mush. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. So is that four? <clears throat> is that three? That was four. That was four. Oh, crap, man. That's so much pressure on the last one. <laughs> um, I've been dying to ask somebody the opposite sex question. And I'm, I'm going to keep asking it because I think we're going to get some really fun answers. That's going to be a good one. Uh, yeah. What's, <laughs> I actually love this question. What's the dumbest thing you've done to be injured? Like what's the dumbest way you've been injured before? Oh man, I have a good one for this one. Yeah. yeah if you have oh, multiple, okay. just pick one. Yeah. So uh, when I was younger, I, well, I have a twin brother and he went to Six Flags and I was jealous. I didn't get to go to Six Flags. He came home with this really long lollipop stick. And, uh, and where I, is this going? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I want to know now. So they tell you not to run with a lollipop stick, and now I know why. So I had this thing in my mouth, and 
the top part of it was like gone so it was just straight wood and it was only like the lollipop stick was on the side oh. so i started running and i just my throat hurts running into our bathroom was like the safe zone and you're getting chased my brother woke up and he started chasing me so i had it sticking out and i went to slam the door oh. <laughs> it actually <laughs> it punctured a hole in the back of my throat mm. um yeah i literally oh. had a hole in my throat i was like seven and um, you have two main arteries that go to your brain, and I actually was a millimeter off. If it went any more to my right, I would have just bled to death and died. Oh my gosh! Offer, yeah. offer a You're like, how did she die? Yeah. Lollipop. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, see, kids, candy's bad for you. Yeah, yeah. that's a great reason. So I have but, not had a long lollipop stick, or really lollipop sticks, really in general since then. My I probably, you probably avoid eating things on sticks at all costs. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like eat it. Like no this. corn dogs. No, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, Talk you don't ever eat corn dogs like on the stick. You're like holding it sideways, like chewing on it. Yeah. Like I'm not getting another hole in my throat. <laughs> I'm trying to think. For me, I don't even know. I've done a lot of stupid stuff to get injured, but I'd say number I, uh, one. Hold on, just a second. I I will be right back. Oh. Uh, someone here you can you can talk i'll just be right no back. well yeah just not about that because we're going to keep that in the episode all right i'll be right back cool i feel like <clears throat> we have to take advantage of the fact that you're on and jamie's your brother like we need to oh yeah absolutely tell there's some of these stories that he him. hasn't heard yet there's got to no there's got to be something that like about him that's like we don't ever have any guests on that like I'm trying to think. he's, that he's done some stuff oh man he's done some stuff man so when he gets I'm back on think of like something that's yeah. I was just gonna say I want you to I You know how many times that. I've gotten I've gotten drowned in the pool as a child from him? That was his <laughs> thing. He just I would come home from school in like, you know what I mean, elementary school. It was always the pool. That was the first place that I went when I got home and he was he was feeling it. It was whether I was I had <laughs> I had my backpack on, my books were in there, my phone was in my pocket. Yeah. It was like the the mad the mad dash to get as much out of my pockets as I could <laughs> before before my body went airborne and into the pool. Nice. That was that was always fun. Did you guys grow up in California? No. No, no, no. I'm I'm actually from Boston. Okay, I wasn't um, sure when. Yeah, so I I lived I lived uh I've lived like one town over from where he lives now. In, okay. <clears throat> now in uh in, in Milford. Yeah, and I'm from Connecticut originally. Oh, you're there too? Mm-hmm. Nice. And you're going to Tampa for, for school from Boston. Mm -hmm. Why, why there? Did did you see the the outside? I just, well, yeah. I mean, I've been to Florida. I like Florida. I just wondered why you chose it. Yeah. For me, um, I came and visited, I think my junior year and it's, it sounds so strange, but I got like this euphoric feeling when I came to Tampa, like this is where I was going to grow. And it was on my mind for like forever. Like I, I just saw, that it was an upcoming city and that this is where I'm going to make my connections and, and really, you know, find my, find my passion and my purpose. And uh, I think it's because really, there's, Oh, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh no, no, you're fine. You can say what you're saying. Well, you were, you were in the middle of a good thought. Um, Take a breath. This is, this is it. Being Italian and doing radio interviews is hard because like, we're used to just like talking over each other and people are like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, if you're not, you can't hear me like right away or see me, then it's like, uh, Oh, sorry. Did you, I didn't mean to <laughs> No, I, I can do the same thing. But yeah, so then I first settled and I went to a state school in Connecticut and then UT was just on my mind and I reapplied and I transferred down my sophomore year and it was by far like the best decision I ever made. I mean, I wouldn't be where I am now and 
I probably yeah. would have been the same old crazy partier I was back in Connecticut if I stayed there. So mm. I was just going to say, I think, I think people go to Florida and have such a good time because there's so many elderly and they're flushing things in the water supply that like you're constantly on some kind of medication that you don't even know about. Because <laughs> I've been there in the summer and it's like, it is one step away from what I imagine hell being like. Just like yeah, used to to major humid. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's like people in Arizona, it's like, it's a dry heat. I'm like, yeah, so it's an oven. <laughs> all right zach so give us your um, yeah so what was your story i want to say, say like the 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 mental trauma of you throwing me into the pool pretty much every day of my life <laughs> when i was when i was a little kid um you know how to swim besides, yet nope figure it out <laughs> i was just telling him it was like i i had it was a mad dash to get whatever i could out of my pockets or off of me before I was going in, there was just, there was no, there was absolutely no, no, it's not happening. I wasn't a very good big brother, was I? Yeah, it was all right. Toughing me up. <laughs> um, I would say as far as other stupid stuff, I'm, I've broken a lot of bones and stuff, but it wasn't from stupid things. I would say the dumbest thing I've ever done to get hurt. I was playing wiffle ball in my front yard as a, as a little kid. And um, there was a, a wasp's nest on the edge of a flower bed where like the mulch connects to the to the uh yeah. the grass and i saw them all flying out of there and i was tired of kind of them flying around my head so i thought it was a good idea to kick the mulch into the hole where all those wasps were coming out of it. and i regretted that immediately they came out in full force I, i'd say there was a a squad of maybe 25 plus that i got stung by well it's good because they're like they're known for being like really docile you know yeah well, they, uh, <laughs> That was, that was probably one of the dumber things. Definitely. I immediately like, regret this 30, decision. <laughs> my, 30, my 30 wasp stings. Oh, God, it's yeah. awful. My sister one time, we were at my aunt or my grandma's. It's a very similar story, but she didn't know she was doing it. My grandma had one of those like pump wells, you know? Um, and so she had been eating watermelon. We were all in the car waiting for her to go. She's like maybe 15 yards from us pumping this well, getting water to wash her hands off. And then all of a sudden she's like, dancing and swatting we're like what in the world is she doing she hit there was a wasp nest in the in the spout and as she pumped the water they all like flooded out and like right oh. up her shirt in her pants she it was it was a train wreck no was, good i don't know if you've ever if you've never been stung by a wasp i would suggest avoiding it yep. it's yeah like right the most yeah. painful not something I'm, I'm, I'm going to sign myself up for. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we need to start wrapping yeah, it up. We got to get it. Um, wrap it up. Let you guys, I know you guys have a big meeting today. So good luck. Thank you again for being on. We really appreciate it. Um, yeah, appreciate your time. Before we jump Thank off, real, before we jump off real quick, can you tell people where they can find you? Tampa. Uh, so we're on social media at adventure.marketing or you, adventure marketing you, yeah is it is just regular adventure adv just, just regular like you're going on a river raft adventure marketing cool um and then our website is www.adventuremarketinginc.com inc.com okay and then yeah. other than that um all our contact information is kind of on there um and, and hopefully we can get in touch and see what we can kind of do to help or, or network or whatever it may be and what social media channels are you on uh, we're on Instagram and Facebook mainly as well as LinkedIn. All right. Awesome. Cool. Well, we appreciate you guys being on today. Yep. Absolutely. Hope you crush it you tomorrow. So much for having us. Much. I'm glad to finally have met you too, Jamie. And yeah, you too. 
keep kicking ass out there in Tampa and um, hopefully we'll see you. Hey, how about you let me know your next time you're in town, Zach? <laughs> asshole. <laughs> well, I was golfing the whole time. <laughs> I he was, was just, busy listening to cake eating songs with his dad i was over at the house moving furniture the other day hearing about how you guys were at this golf tournament over the weekend oh, okay i'm sorry son I, of a I, bitch. Never, I didn't i wasn't even home no i know it's i was there like you year old guys till 3 a.m and then played golf at seven it's all that it's all those times i pushed you in the pool as a kid i get it yeah that's exactly it's like, it. don't call him we're close to water <laughs> <laughs> all right you guys have a good one we'll talk to you soon yep thanks, all right, thanks guys all right, bye peace Thanks for checking out the Goat Rodeo podcast. Please be sure to like and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Goat Rodeo podcast or on Instagram at the Goat Rodeo podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to be notified as soon as new episodes become available. As always, we thank you for your support and we'll see you soon.